0: Hey guys. hey guys, it's me and my brother. I'm Michael. And me, Grace. Today, I might not be doing it. L- I'm going to do some parts, but we're doing a special about a vacation. Because I'm yes, and to- I'm also going to read some stories. So. Well. This Tuesday, we went to Houston. Right now we're in Austin, so that's about 200 miles away. Maybe more. And we went to the American Girl Doll Store in Houston. I got my doll's hair done. I got some cute accessories. It was really fun. Then then we drove back. Yeah, I went to... Behind, I yeah, it was like behind or something. I saw someone flip fish tails into his hat. What? It was. What do they do at behind? It's well, they cook right in front of you. They cook right in front of you, like you see with a bunch of other people, unless you have a large party. Then you, well, have a, have a sword. Then you wait a couple minutes, wait about half, ten minutes. Then the chef comes and starts the cooking. Oh. It's really awesome. You should check it out. Uh-huh. Hibachi. Yeah, yes, it's Hibachi. And I would like to give what I'm talking about. It's called James the Demon. What, the, what is this? Who is the demon. A demon. He's a superhero, but no one knows it. And his partner, Slug Boy, and his other partner Snowboy. Snowboy and Slugboy? Yeah, they're both snow there's he's a snowman for a year, and he was super dumb. And the slug boy is super smart. Oh, and he can also take power. He can be super, super fast, but be super slow. What? So he's Slug Boy? Yes. Yeah, what, can... what situation would Slug Boy go super slow? No, Slug Boy can go big. He, he has super speed, but he can see it. It feels like he's like going one mile per, per, per nine hours. Okay, so he's going fast or he's going super slow. He's going both. Okay. That's his palette. So I'm just writing what I want it to be like right now. So I'll join in at the end to do some Kitty and Maddie stories. Oh, yeah, sure. And now I'm gonna do a bunch of reading out loud. Including me, Anna Matorre, Ellian Gray, Madeline Albright, Rihanna, Josephine Baker, Carmen Miranda, and so much more. Let's go. Oh yeah, and I got from Nowhere Bookshop. What is it? Yeah, this is gonna be a short episode. I'm just gonna tell you something that we some stuff the stuff we bought in Houston. Uh, Oh, yes, we bought a piggy bank, so we're saving up in that. Uh, we just went to a circus, that was so fun. It was when someone was like Harry Udenia, and he broke out Oh, of, like I was oh. straight fast. It was so cool, but now I really have to get games. I've got bro. Name a number between two, between two hundred and two and two. One hundred ninety-two. I was talking to 292. 200, that's not one. Don't yeah, want 200. 201. Okay. I'll be reading about Zamel Salvi, an activist. She's the last one we have in my book. Once there, once there was a girl who. Who understood the joy of love and the pain of war? Growing up in Iraq, the naive Zana was surrounded by laughter, but Iraq was controlled by a dictator named Saddam Hussein. Iraq. Her parents eventually became worried for her safety. When she was only nineteen. They arranged for her to marry in Iraq. She was only nineteen. They arranged for her to marry an Iraqi American man who lived in the United States. The man this man turned out to be cool. His was all alone in an unfamiliar unfamiliar country. She could not go back to Wairog, but she could also but she would not but she would not stay with a person who treated her badly. Zanob escaped from her abusive husband. She took any job she could to support support herself and safe for her college, her university degree, in college, Zanab learned how to work with the women all over the world, forcing them to leave their homes and endangering and danger their lives. Now she was safe. She wanted to help the help women who weren't, but she was twenty-three. So Zanab founded Women for Women International, a human. Matarian organization that helps women, survivors of war, rebuild their lives. No, i not. Zanop led this group for twenty years before she was raised for new challenges. Stories could change people's lives, she thought. Well she helps women tell their name. Zanov travels the world to enter female lawmakers, activists, and leaders. Her books, television jokes, and Chosen documentaries occur- encourage people to understand one another and have Compassion for one another's experiences. Okay, pick a number between 200 and, and two hundred and until two hundred. A number between two hundred and or or two two hundred. No, pick a number in between those two numbers. John Michael uh, twenty. Okay. I'll be reading about Ozma Khan. One day in India, a girl stood on a magnificent fortress that had belonged to her ancestors. Her father pointed out the slums below. This is an incident of birth. You could, He said, you could have been there or you could have been here. Use the orders to make a difference because being in a position uh-huh. of privilege, you have a duty to lift others uh-huh. up. Asma didn't feel powerful, what? She was a second born daughter in India. So uh, we were important. We're so important that a second born daughter a second daughter dola- that a second daughter was often a disappointment. Uh, 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 she vowed to make her family proud. Asma eventually married and moved to England. She learned Well, she earned her PhD in law. She but she was terribly homesick. Asma Past a neighbor's house, she smelled familiar foods of her childhood. Esma wanted to cook these recipes herself. She took a trip to India. She took a trip to India and asked her mother to teach her. When Esma returned to London, she hosted supper clubs in her home. She became friends with other... South Asian immigrant woman and the way cook with her. The dance became so popular, Asma well opened her own restaurant, which specialized in homestyle Indian food. But food was just another one part of Azma's mission. She also wanted to empower women. She started a non nonprofit to celebrate the birth of second daughters in India and began employing an all-women staff in her restaurant. Many second-born daughters, like Azma. Many were second born doll- dollars like Asthma. I've watched these women grow, stand tall, be proud. And Asthma said, This is what happens when other women stand by them. Give me a number between 200 and 2, not including 20 or 21. Alrighty. Uh, 15. Okay, 15. it's about Anne Wafula Strike, a Paralympian. One day in Kenya, a two-year-old girl named Anne became very, sick, very very sick. She wore Her worried pants. parents took her to a hospital where doctors wrapped her in a stiff plaster that made it impossible to move. When Anne got better, she could no longer walk. She had contracted polio and was paralyzed from waist down. Many people in Anne's village did not understand what polio was. The local healer sh- said she was a victim of evil magic. The neighbors called her "snake" because she had to crawl around to get around. She had to crawl everywhere to get around. Her body worked differently now, and refused to. But sp- Anne refused to stop moving. <laughs> she learned to use crutches and her father found a special school that taught children with disabilities. Anne excelled in school. She became the first person in her family to go to the university. Later, when Anne was working as a teacher in Kenya, she fell in love with a fellow teacher named Norman. They decided to get married and moved to Essex, England, where Norman was from. One day, well, Exercising at her local track, a coach noticed her circling the track in her wheelchair and asked if she had ever tried comp- competitive racing. It turned out that I was fast, very fast. Two years later in Athens, Anne became the first wheelchair racer from East Africa to compete in the Paralympic Games. In 2006, Anne became a British citizen. The next year, she won a bronze medal at the Paralympic World Cup before before a cheering crowd as an athlete competing for a new home. Great Britain. Okay, you know the ones I have read don't include number, six. number 15 or 14. Now I'm ready for you guys to give me another one. Number, just name a number. 90. 90, okay. I'm going to be reading to you guys about Jody Cassab, a painter, a girl... Name Judy picked up a painting brush for the first time when she was 12 years old. Well, that's long. She loved art. And when she painted, she was putting her feelings on canvas for the whole world to see. But when war, World War Two came into Europe and Judy's family's life was in danger because they were Jewish, Judy had to leave art school and live under a false identity to avoid, to avoid being captured. When the war was over, she was saddened by the destruction she, she saw around. She wanted to paint only beautiful things. In 1951, Judy and her husband, Jensie's company, moved their two young sons to Australia. The family loved, lived in a crowded boarding house with many other immigrants. And it was hard to find work, but Judy was determined to make art. She was painting portraits of business people and their families in Australia. When the world for Thailand spread, she began traveling around the world to paint portraits of royal and other famous people. She painted beautiful landscapes and abstract images, but she also loved portraying people. When I came to her, when people came to her city, s- studio to set for a portrait, she asked questions about themselves. She wanted to know what they were like inside, as well as the anthem. In nineteen sixty-seven, Judy became the first woman artist to to twice win Australia's. This top points for portrait. Okay, John, give me a number around the number and eight. eight. Okay, I'm gonna read about to you guys about Hazel Scott. She was a musician and an activist. That's new. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Hazel with a special gift for music. Hazel's mother was a pianist and teacher. Whenever one of her students hit a wrong note, Hazel would scream as if she were hurt. One day, when she was three years old, Hazel climbed up on the piano and tapped out a favorite song on the keys. Without ever being taught, it turned out she had a perfect ear for music and couldn't stand to hear a note played wrong. Soon, she moved with her mother and grandmother from their home in Trinidad to New York City in one of, in search of more opportunities. When when she auditioned at the Juilliard School, one of her one of the world's most famous music schools, a professor who her play, and a professor a professor who. Her third place says she was a genius. He even gave her a special scholarship. Juilliard didn't usually take students until they were 16. Hazel was only eight! Jazz, blues, classical. Hazel could sing and play all soon she became famous, and and used her celebrity to fight back against discrimination that black people faced. When she was asked to appear at Hollywood appear in Hollywood movies, she refused to do roles or wear costumes that demeaned black women. When she toured, she refused to play for segregated segregated audiences. Why let anyone come to hear me and refused to sympathize with someone just like me he said. Newspapers such yes guy all own. Nice. So I'm done. my I might end it soon. So let me check the time and uh, we'll do it time, Ten. To time uh, t- t- check the time and maybe I'll read another story or two. But it depends on how much time I've done, so don't be surprised if I don't read anymore. How oh, yeah. because- so, you talk. Okay. Oh, it's been 17 minutes. Oh, boy. I can keep reading. i will read you two more. So. Just John. Sis. John, give me another. Guys, it's time to end this. No. Don't I go? No. Wait. I'm going to read them two more stories. Then we'll give her. Then we'll give them one more story. But it'll be your Kid and Maddie adventure. Sis, we're like giving them two with Kid and Maddie adventures. No, three. No, two. Three. Two. Three. Oh, come on. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Three. Stop now. No, I have to read two more. I'm going to open to a random page, and whichever page that is on, that will be the first one I read. And then that's the last one. Yes. No. So, says, you guys haven't... Lascarina Bobolina Pinotis, a novel commander. Once upon a time there was a girl named Lascarina, and she was born to be a rebel. And she was born to be a rebel. Her father, a Greek sea captain, was thrown in jail for helping to plan a rebellion against the Ottomans who ruled Greece at the time. Lascarina was born inside a prison within the Ottoman Empire in the country. That is now known as Turkey. During one of her mother's visits to her father, at the time she would take, it was the first time she would take people by the surprise, <coughs> but not the last. <coughs> after af- after her first husband died, Lassgren married a rich trader who commanded many ships. When he died, L- too, Lassgren took over. His both in his business ordered several new ships of her own, and was named the largest. And named the largest one, Achmedon, after a king of after the king in Greek mythology. With her fleet of ships. That's me. Join a secret organization working to end the Ottoman Empire's rule. The organization's only woman. She used her own money to buy weapons and to pay soldiers who would come, who would fight under her command to free Greece. When the day of the uprising came, at last, Lascoia sailed in the bow as a commander, directing her ships where to go wherever her fellow rebels needed them most. Under her command, Lascarina's ship stopped supplies from reaching their enemies. And her, skull, her soldiers captured fortresses and saved Greek towns from destruction. She also saved innocent from being killed. Lascarina died in 1825, a few years before the dream of independent Greece came true. And. And. Well. I'm going to give you guys one more. like you. Then we'll have one kid and Maggie adventure, and then we'll have to close up. Not one. Fine. Two. Three. three. Nope. nope no, Jermichael. No. He to say, I'm going to read longer. And if it's his segment, he can choose to go as long as he chooses to go. Okay then. segment. This is your segment. So you guys have, I think, 30 minutes each, you guys say, for each segment? No. How many minutes did you say? We've never said any amount of time. Yeah, so we're say there's no set amount of time. I'm going to read about Karen Kaur, a billiards player. Once upon a time, there was a girl who wanted a spot at a certain kind of table. Karen likes his tag along with her father when he went to the local pub in their town in Northern Ireland. When they got there, Karen's eyes always went to a, to a green table in the corner. It was a table for snooker, a game similar to billiards or pool. When Karen was eight, her family moved to England. Her brother and her father, her brother and her father, joined a local snooker club. By the time she was working, Karen didn't just want to stand on the sidelines and watch more. She wanted to, She was ready to learn to play, and insisted just that she will be allowed to join the club too. As it turned out. Karen was very good at snooker. Very good. Very, very good. She loved its quiet power and the smooth movement of the other cute and balls spinning in amazing directions. Ooh. When she was 21, she won world, the World Lady Snooker Championship. Then won it two more times in the coming years. It was hard to earn a living playing sticker in the UK, even, one, even as one of the best players in the world. So Karen switched her game to pool and moved to the United States, where professional pool players could earn much bigger prizes. Within a few years, Karen was ranked to number to the number one what, to, as the number one women's pool player in the world in 2012 Karen whose nickname he the Irish Invader, was named the Billard Congress was named to the Billard Congress Hall of Fame and that is it There's some other fun facts that I can to- tell you those next time and now it's time for my brother please get in the murdy stories Okay. Kid and Maddie, Kid and Maddie. Kid and Maddie, Kid and Maddie, who, who wants to know? Ho, 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 ho. So okay. yeah, rock, rock, rock. Okay, there's... Let's oh, doing an Easter edition. That's the one. Easter edition. Kid and Maddie were walking around one day. Walk, walk, walk. What. what? It's Easter already? I didn't find one egg. Okay. Let's punch the eggs oh we can find eggs from the chicken coop let's go to the chicken coop with our bunny ears on mm-hmm. 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 Ah! Back, back, back. here's an egg let's see if, if there's anything it's a pink one maybe it's something inside uh, here's a red one okay <laughs> We learned, we learned something today. Yes, a life lesson. Never go into chickens in mating season. They thought we were, we were trying to make their it, um, own mates. And now too. it's time for the second to last can I story. Oh no. No, you've done one. Now it's Two, three. So it's second to last. Stop trying to control this segment, degrees. No. Okay. I'm trying to control my pen so that it makes me a mess. Okay. The focus okay. on that. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. <gasps> my sis has been awkward today. i are not gonna hear whispering. My sis has been weird today. Okay. That's the one thing that I'm gonna say in between the Ken and Maddie stories. In the ki- in between the Ken and Maddie stories. I never go close to my sister when she's in a circus. I never let her have popcorn at a circus. Or corn candy. Or ice. Or ice. Okay. Can the Maddie? Can the Maddie? Can the Maddie show? Can the Maddie? Can the Maddie? Can the Maddie show? Well, the Maddie show. Roger, come on. Can Maddie? Oh, me from last year edition. So, sorry about that. We didn't do that. We weren't doing Can Maddie. Okay. We were walking along one day, and oh, we didn't realize it, but tomorrow would. We- Halloween! Halloween. And And we were like, we don't have anything! We don't have candy? They didn't have candy, they didn't have anything for Halloween besides costumes. They were wearing their costumes. One was a cat, two was a cat. So, they didn't get their costumes either. So, they were so panicking, they went to go get candy, but, candy stores closed. They went to go get costumes. That was the only place that was open. That was, that was open. They wanted to go get trick-or-treating bags. That place was open. So they had to make their own candy. But they have no idea how to make anything. Because usually people just give them stuff to eat. So, Kid and Maddie found a recipe, it, and they were like, hmm, Just throw stuff in. Ah. Taste test. Yeah. Here you go. These are awesome, said the sugar cheetahs. We learned a valuable lesson. Always make our own food. And, those, and just throw stuff in. And if it tastes bad to us, it tastes great to humans. So we learned to a good. couple valuable lessons. So, one time to end this story with shaking our booties, 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 Dooties, Dooties. Shaking our booties, shaking our booties, <laughs> shaking our booties. Okay, today's another holiday: Daylight Savings. They're like. God, we're gonna yeah. really have We have it's it's almost daylight evenings, but almost stuff to make it through daylight savings. It's about to be dark. We should win and it went boom
1: everywhere. Okay. Oh yes,
0: and here that was just like a little like ah sorry. Here's a good one. The Christmas miracle. Christmas. First of all, it's strange why we have muted. And poop. No wonder we like poops so and much. Our grandparents. Our grandma's name is poop. So I think that's been a quite a Christmas miracle. <laughs> that's it. the end of our all-